welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 7th of May 2017, entitled A Kneeling Christian. And the Bible reading is taken from Daniel chapter 6, verses 1 to 28. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. What we're just saying about is precisely what we'd like to direct our attention to for just a few moments, just to glean a few things as we think about a kneeling Christian, a kneeling Christian. Daniel chapter 6, I'd like to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word as we begin reading in verse 1. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God." Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day, and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee. O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, 
Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and has shut the lions' mouths that they have not hurt me, for as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. The king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them their children and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Father, thank you again for your word that you've preserved for us. Lord, for this account in Scripture that, Lord, we often begin to hear from the time that we're a child in church, Lord, because of the awesomeness of what you did here for this servant of yours. We pray now that as we look at this familiar passage this evening, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts once again. You know the hearts of each one here this evening. You know exactly what each one needs. We pray, Lord, that you would use this, use this for your glory, your honor. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Of course, the story of Daniel in the lion's den is, is not an account that is strange to any of us, I'm sure. It is a familiar account, and yet, as we look here, it still thrills our hearts as Christians as we go back and we, we read these words and we see what was happening here. We find that Daniel was a servant of God. We find that in that which he was given responsibility over, he served faithfully, he served honorably. And the time came when that 
The king recognized this, and as the king was splitting up his kingdom, and he was putting these princes over all the different areas, and he set these three presidents there that would have charge over these princes, that Daniel excelled them all. That it's interesting as we look there that uh, the Bible says in verse 3 that because of an excellent spirit that was in, in him, we find that the spirit of Daniel was, was one that, uh, that was recognized and saw by those around him. But at the same time, it was something that made those of the world very jealous because the king seemed to have favor over this one called Daniel. The people seemed to have respect for him. And so they tried their best to find something that they could bring against this one, but they could not. And so therefore they, they saw his testimony enough that they knew that if they were going to do anything to get this man, that it was going to have to be something to do with his faithfulness, his steadfastness to his, his God that he loved and that he worshipped. So they came up with this plan, and they, they tricked the king. They went to the king, the king not having any idea what they were up to, that, okay, king, we're going to do this statute because we're going to honor you. And, of course, that's one thing that, that, that tends to get any politicians. If, if they can be honored and, and, and be recognized amongst the people. And so they went to King Darius and they told him, so we're going to set aside for 30 days. If anybody's going to pray anything to any God, they're not allowed to pray to anybody except you, O King Darius, because of who you are. Well, that's not like a good idea, so he does it. But then we find that the Bible tells us there in, in verse 10 when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime, just as he'd been doing before that this decree was passed. We find that he went back, and we find that Daniel was faithful to his God. And of course, the men assembled and they took him before the king and the king didn't want to punish Daniel, but he had made this decree and it couldn't be changed. But we find that even then, even as the king put him in the lion's den, the king had, had confidence as he spoke to Daniel there in verse 16. Then the king commanded that they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. The king knew that Daniel had a special relationship with his God, that there was something different about Daniel's God, and he had this confidence. Now, he had a restless night. He didn't sleep. He didn't have any music playing in the house. He was just so concerned about Daniel, and he goes there the next morning, and as he, as he goes there, the Bible says with a very lamentable voice, he wasn't sure what he was going to find. And yet as he cried out to Daniel, Daniel cried back to him, O king, live forever. And of course we find that as Daniel gave testimony that the reason that he was still there was because God had sent the angels to steal the mouths of those lions. It was, it was his God that had protected him. The king was so glad, the Bible tells us. He was exceeding glad, the Bible said, from what he found there. And of course as a result... He brought all those that had tricked him, and he had them cast into the den of lions, but they didn't have the same God that Daniel had. But it's amazing that through this one man's faithfulness, that even though the world tried to take that and they tried to turn it around, 
that not only did God protect Daniel, but we see that through his faithfulness and through his testimony, it affected a whole nation, and not just a nation. But it's interesting, as the Bible tells us here, that he said that uh, as the king brought this before the king, Darius, in verse 25, unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. He had a lot of power and a lot of influence, but he sent out a different kind of decree here to all of them as he wrote this, that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tribble and fear before the God of Daniel. Daniel's God was recognized because he was seen through Daniel's life. Now, Daniel was being tested, and in actual fact, he was being tested by a non-Christian, even though he had found favor in the eyes. We know that the that uh, the king himself was not a believer, a follower of God. We find that in a lot of different ways, he was tested in his flesh when it came to the eating and the drinking, which, first of all, they'd been told, and Daniel said, hey, let me prove to you, my God. You know, you go ahead and you give the others this stuff, but just bring us the water and the bread, and we'll see after a while just which one of us is, is the better off. We find that his intellect was tested in interpreting the dreams that he was brought before the king. His spirit was tested time and time again, but yet he faced them time and again. And what we want to see here is just four things that I want to remind you of this evening because Daniel made a difference. But Daniel's difference wasn't because of what he was it was because simply of his faithfulness before his God. It was because of a follower of God that was upon his knees, a kneeling Christian, a kneeling Christian. Now, I know that, that in the sense of the word in those times that Christ hadn't come yet and he wasn't a Christian in that sense, but we know that his faith in the God that he had, even those Old Testament saints, that it was Christ that would be their answer to. You see... We find through this that Daniel, on his knees, showed us an unfailing faith in his God. Even when all those around him were trying to trick him, when they had all turned against him, when it looked like that he was surely defeated, when his life was literally flashing before his eyes, we find that his faith didn't waver. He continued to kneel before God just as he did before times. His faith was shining through even in the darkest hour when they cast him into the, into the den of lions. I'm sure that we could say that his faith was stretched, but it stayed steadfast. It stayed sure. It didn't shrink when things started getting difficult. So many times, if we're not careful because Things are difficult. Things are going tough. Things aren't easy. Things are not going the way that we honestly, genuinely believe they ought to do. I want you to put yourself in Daniel's position. Daniel was being tested every which way that he turned. He was being tried every which way that he was turned, even though he was serving in such an honorable way. He was doing that. He was working in such a way as a follower of God that others could see it in him. And yet, everything was piling up against him. His very life was being threatened. And yet, his faith was unfailing. His faith was unwavering. He continued to believe and to trust and to know his God. He didn't hide away 
when the decree came, the Bible says he continued to, to go there to fall on his knees before God, even though he was being forbidden to pray. We know that as Christians, we ought to be honorable. We ought to be peaceable people, and we're to abide by the laws of the land unless they go contrary to God's laws. And in this case, they were. So we find that Daniel was a kneeling Christian. He was one that through his kneeling before God, we see his unfailing faith that he just believed and trusted God. No matter what the circumstances were, no matter how much that his faith was being tested, he still believed God. He believed with all of his heart. And, of course, we find that in the end that even Daniel admitted himself that it was because it was because of his belief in God that he had been delivered from the den of the lions. We find that not only do we see an unfailing faith in this great saint of God here, but we see an unwavering consecration. What's it mean to be consecrated? It means really to give ourselves, to consecrate ourselves to God. You see, so many times it's easy for us to say in our words that we're that we're committed, that we want to live right, that we want to do what? But his consecration wasn't just something inside of, had so many that they are willing within themselves as long as there were nobody else's around them. They're quite happy to say that they're serving God and that they love God and that they're going to follow God. But Daniel was willing for his consecration to be public. He was willing for his enemies to look on his life and say, I'm not ashamed of my God. I'm not ashamed of the one that I serve. So many times, it's just easier when those around us, they don't believe. I don't see another believer anywhere around Daniel here. He was on his own if anybody was ever on his own. At this point in time, we see him alone on his knees with his God. We see that he didn't suddenly fall apart when he was being tested. Uh, he had a consecration, a genuineness in his commitment to the Lord that would weather the storms. And, of course, it was borne out in his praying as he continued to pray and trust God as he knelt there. We see something else in Daniel's kneeling. We see in this saint, in this follower of God, in this believer, in this Christian, as we would call it today, on his knees, we see an unchanging determination. You know, there's a lot of lack and determination in our world today. He was determined to be true to his God uh, no matter what. It didn't matter if anybody else was. He was determined that he was going to be true. He was determined in his life that God was going to have the rightful place. He was determined that as he bowed on his knees before God, he didn't care if the whole world saw. There was only one God, and it was that one that he trusted in, even in the face of death. He was determined to do what was right before God. You know, so many times today, I guess, in the first place, our faith can begin to waver. It's something that we all, we know that at times there's things that can make us wonder, well, you know, why am I going through this? Why is this so hard? Why are things not going the way that, that I want them to? Why does it have to be so difficult to be a Christian? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. Daniel 
was doing his best. But may I say, even when he was on his own, recognized that unfailing faith, that he went before his God, that he kneeled before his God, that he prayed to his God in the face of it all, that he lived a life that was open for all to see. His life was a testimony. It wasn't just something that was in words, but it was in his whole lifestyle and everything that he did. He had a determination, a commitment that scares many people today. I don't say this to be nasty, but I was saying to to some that had, had asked me in recent days because as we approached the AGM this Wednesday here in our church, I said, you know, I said, it's, 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 it's sometimes disheartening as a pastor because that you can have so many people and you love them so much and you care so much, but, but yet there are so few in most congregations that are willing to take a commitment. You see, it takes genuine determination and commitment to say, yes, I'll be there week after week. Yes, I will take that Sunday school class. Even if those little ones to teach them, I will be willing to go into to children's church and help out. There's a whole list of jobs. Some of them are public. Some of them are behind the scenes. But they take genuine commitment and determination that God's part is going to come first, that God is going to come first in our lives. And yet so many times it's hard. Now, in all honesty, it's better if somebody doesn't have the determination and the consecration to do what they need to do, that they don't make promises that are unreal. But you see, a kneeling Christian, one that's on his knees before God, with that unwavering faith, with that unlimited consecration that the whole world can see unashamedly his consecration to his God, with an unchanging determination that he's going to live for God and he's going to do what's right no matter what. We see finally with this Christian on his knees, we see an unusual deliverance. Folks, there's nothing normal about being thrown in a den of lions, those lions' mouths being closed and, and not eating your lives just as it did all those others that were thrown in the same den with the same lions, there was not one of them that escaped. But Daniel did. Why? I believe because that he was a kneeling Christian. He was one that truly, truly trusted his God, committed his life to his Lord, and was determined to serve him no matter what happened around him, no matter if he was on his own. didn't matter whether anybody else did it or not. You see... It's impossible to get on your face before God as, as Daniel was doing here. It's impossible to do that without lifting your soul towards heaven. It'll lift you into that place where so many times we're just caught up in the, in the things of the world and the problems and the struggles and all those things that, that hold us down. That place of prayer. It can get you away from all those things, even though that we're still there, even though it's still going on all around us. We're lifted out of those things. We're lifted into the very presence of God. I said that it's quite an amazing thing that I don't, file it, I don't fully even comprehend and understand. But those times, some of those times that, that when you're alone with God, maybe you're alone in his word and you're reading, and you know, a fighter could fly over and drop a bomb on your house and you wouldn't even know that it had happened. I've been in prayer meetings, been praying to God when literally 
You know, it, it wouldn't have mattered. The whole church could have left and left you there on your knees and it wouldn't have mattered because you were in the presence of God. Christians, I want to encourage you this evening that God is showing us here. He's showing us, if you would, an ordinary, everyday Christian, but a Christian that was a kneeling Christian because he did have faith in his God. He was consecrated and committed to the God he served, and he was determined that no matter what, he was going to walk with God for the world to see. And that kneeling Christian changed the course of an entire nation because they saw what God did in his life. Sometimes we wonder why God isn't doing more. Well, are we really, really spending that time with him? You see, prayer. Prayer will not only lift your soul toward the Lord, but prayer will lighten those burdens. Don't you feel sometimes like... Well, you just can't carry this load much further. You just feel like you're going you're gonna to collapse under it. It might be a physical burden. It might be a, a spiritual burden. It might be an emotional burden. It can be any kind of a burden. Jesus has asked you to cast those burdens upon him. Cast them upon him because he cares, because he's there. We do that as kneeling Christians we wonder why that we don't see the unusual kind of deliverance that we see in Daniel here. May I say it's because that we don't see the same kind of kneeling Christians. We don't see that unfailing faith, that unlimited consecration, that unchanging determination. Prayer. Prayer will lift you out of these things and lift you into the presence of the Lord. It'll lighten those burdens that sometimes get so heavy that, yes, they're real. They are real, and they can get heavy. And that's why he doesn't want us to care. If it was easy, if it was light, he wouldn't tell us to, to give them to him. He'd just say, go ahead, you can handle it. But God's there to handle them for us. You see, we're talking about this a little bit this afternoon, Antonio and I. You know, it's God that will lead us in service. And of course, that's where we need to be is on our knees. We try to figure things out and we can have all the, the best intentions and we can read this and we can read that and we can think this and we can think that and we can try to work it all out. But folks, the place we need to work it out is on our knees. We need to be a kneeling Christian. We find that kneeling is a place of humility is taking our place before God because we believe and know that he's there for us. We don't care if the world knows. Many times they say, well, you're using it as a crutch. You're weak in yourself. We are weak. Most people just aren't willing to admit it. We can't do it ourselves. But God wants to do it for us. So many times, so many times we allow things to deter us rather than being the determined Christians that he was. Prayer is what will lead you. Do you wonder? Do you wonder sometimes why God isn't using you more? Do you wonder why that God uses some people and he doesn't use others? Do you wonder sometimes as you look at this, how can I make a difference? You know, Daniel was one man. He was one faithful servant. We don't see anything in his life that stands out in any way that it was that was exceptional except his commitment to God 
him kneeling on his face before his God, depending on that God, the same God that delivered him from the very mouths of those lions. You see, it's prayer that will allow you to see the power of God working in your life. It's one thing to look and say, wow, look what God's doing through that person. Look what God's doing through that person. You can make a difference. You don't need to be anybody else. You don't need to have anybody else's abilities or talents or education or anything else. You just need to be willing to give yourself to God as you are. And you need to be willing to be as Daniel was, a kneeling Christian. Getting on your knees before God, trusting him, taking it to him. Whatever it is that you need, whether it's wisdom or whether it's strength, whether it's more faith. You know, God knows our hearts. Are you struggling sometimes with, with faith and truly believing that God is in control of this, that, that God is going to work out this situation, that God is going to do it? You know what? Just be honest with him. Just be honest with him. Say, God, I'm, I'm struggling with this. You know, sometimes he had to remind his own apostles when they were there walking with him, Oh, ye of little faith. We see Christians throughout the Bible when their faith wavered, then we find that they suffered the consequences of that. I just want to encourage you this evening, Christian, you don't have to look around and see what God's doing with and through everybody else. You see, the same God that was there that delivered this man from the den of those lions is the same God, the same God that if you will kneel on your face before God as he did, that if you have the faith in that same God, that if you'll commit and consecrate your life to him, if you'll be determined that no matter what happens, no matter what circumstances, no matter what anybody else does, you're going to be faithful to him. You're going to live for him. You may not understand this situation. You may not know where it's all taking you to. There may be an awful lot of unanswered questions. You see, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to have him. You have to know that he's got the answers. You have to truly in your heart know that he's the one. I'm encouraging you this evening. I promise you, as sure as there's breath in my body, may God take me out of here and, and, and never let me open my mouth and preach again if what I'm saying isn't true, that folks... Your life will never be the same if you're a kneeling Christian, if you're on your face before God, if you truly, truly having the faith, the commitment, the determination that this saint right here had, God will do the unusual in your life just as he did with him. God will do things to where that these that looked upon him said, wow, God is working in that life, not because of who you are, Darius never thought that it was because of who Daniel was. He knew that it was because of the God that he served. It was Daniel's God that made the difference. It wasn't Daniel that he made the decree that they had to follow. It was Daniel's God that had delivered him, and he knew that. Saying, be a kneeling Christian like Daniel was. Be a kneeling Christian that when you kneel on your face before God, that God as you give those things to him, 
that God can bring around the same kind of deliverance from whatever it is. We looked at a series that's been, I don't know, maybe a year or so back now on the different kind of lions that we sometimes have to face in our lives and being delivered from those lions. We went through a, a series of them through our Sunday morning services. I don't know what the lion might be in your life right now that maybe you feel is about to devour you that you feel like is just about to get advantage of you, to take advantage of you. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the same God that Daniel had in your life. If you're a kneeling Christian, if you are on your face before God, truly give it to him. Don't just go through the actions of being a Christian with all the right terminology and the things you're supposed to do. With God, the things that matter is what's coming from your heart. Be honest with him. If you're struggling, if you're weak, whatever it is, he already knows. Give it to him. Spend that time on your, on your knees before him and let God do the unusual through you. And I know that it'll be a blessing. You see, so many times I can't even begin to, I can't begin to count anymore. Told my kids, I've got boxes stacked on top of boxes, stacked on top of boxes, of all the different sermons that I've prepared through the years from the time that I was a young man, and so many of them, they're just there, hours and hours and hours of time spent alone with God. But you know, the thing that's more important than all the words that are on those pages is that every one of them represents time alone with God. Being able, being able to spend time with God in His Word and on my knees before him, knowing somebody may comment this morning because somebody's going to be sharing a word of testimony with you next Sunday morning and presenting themselves to you to become a member of our church. And they said to me this morning how, how they were so nervous about having to face you lot to get up there and, and to say these things. But at the same time, I tried to encourage him, hey, God will use you. You know, the thing is, there's no place on the face of the earth if you're not going to have the support from other Christians, from other believers, then you're not going to get it out there in the world, that's for sure. I can still, after all of these years, it's an awesome thing to do anything for God. It's an awesome. I told him, I hope I never, ever, ever lose. I, I, it's not that I'm afraid. I remember the first time I preached, and, and, and man, I didn't know where those words got through so fast, and I, did, I wasn't sure if that pulpit was going to hold me or not because I was shaking so much. I'm glad that I'm still not that afraid of you when I stand up here and preach, but I hope I never, ever lose that fear of doing something for God that if we do it within ourselves, it'll never accomplish anything. It'll never accomplish anything. As a Christian, be a kneeling Christian. You see, with all the different subjects and all the different things, the things that make the difference in a strong Christian and a weak Christian, in an effective Christian and an ineffective Christian, in a Christian that's strong in the midst of the storm and one that buckles under, in a Christian that's faithful and goes on and stands in the midst of the greatest temptations and trials of this life and those that go under it. You know what makes the difference? The simple things, the time they spend with God in this book and on their knees. You can listen to me until I'm blue in the face preaching and your ears are sore of hearing. 
You can listen for all these spiritual things, but the things that are going to genuinely help you be the kind of Christian that Daniel was, be delivered from the kind of things that he was delivered from, is your time with God. Be a kneeling Christian. Don't be a Christian in word only. Be a Christian that people can see God working in your life. Whether you understand it or not, can they see your faith in God? Do they know that you genuinely trust God with this? Can they see your consecration to him? Can they see your determination to do what's right, to follow him, to obey him, to do what he wants in your life, regardless of what the situation is? You see, you can only get that kind of strength when you're a kneeling Christian, and it's only then that you can have the kind of effect. that he, It's a phenomenal thing that Daniel, as an individual, was delivered from the mouths of those lions. But you know what's even more amazing and more miraculous in the story? That a whole nation was turned to God because of that man's faithfulness to put him in that den of lions. It was a great thing that he was delivered. But the greater thing was the testimony that it made of God that then brought a nation to declare his God as being the God that everyone was to follow. 